Hey, George, how are you? Daniel Linhart. Always good to see your face on a... Oh, hey, you know what? I'm just, just accidentally on your YouTube channel. And it like I hear works. someone. Cursed in the background. That's right. Um, how are you? I am well. I've had a, a good... Oh, go ahead. What? I was going to say, did you have a good Easter weekend? We did. It was obviously different. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an Easter I've never experienced before, but it was huh. really good. I've never um, participated in Easter in my PJs before. I like it. I do too. <laughs> <laughs> I think I prefer it than the uh, than the button down and tie or sports coat look. Yeah, totally. My totally. my kids definitely did. William, he does not like to get dressed up at <laughs> all, and so he's like, "This is the best Easter I've ever had." <laughs> uh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, it was special in some way, it right? Was. Yeah. It was totally. Yeah, I think. I mean, for the most part, good weather on Saturday. Sunday was a little iffy. We still did. We still did an Easter egg hunt in the morning. I was out. Uh, no joke. I was in my flannel pants uh, Sunday morning yes. because I woke up a little late and I'm like, oh, and then I checked. The kids were still asleep. So I just like, I don't care. So I went, I was in my slippers, my flannel pants and a coat. And I just took our box of eggs out there and I was just like, boo, boo tossing them around our yard <laughs> Ooh, a fence post a tree mailbox yeah yep. yeah you don't have a yard so you got limited places where you can actually it's hide true. it's true our girls are old enough now where um it's kind of just like this is what you do so can you go do it they literally stuffed their own eggs the night before with candy <laughs> and stuff which was awesome by the way sure kids get to the age when they can stuff their own eggs because that's the worst part really sitting there just like getting those little plastic things to click back together and um Mm -hmm. so they went on a long walk jesse took them a long walk and i i threw them out because i knew that a massive storm was coming it um within the hour yeah (laughs) we had to get it done and we got it done maybe 20 minutes before the rain hit and it just downpoured and hailed and it would have been brutal to be out there um cute thing though i put it on instagram was i don't know if you saw i don't know the slug the slug oh my gosh they were only out there for like three to five minutes the right. eggs we had one too did you yeah so good so I know. good open up and you uh, a, a, a jelly bean or a slug <laughs> open up the well, egg. Hey man, what I, do you find uh, we are still remote um we're live streaming today and um uh yeah we're we're still living the the quarantine life um you guys are. doing okay you your family doing well yeah, we are. We are trying to make sure that we get out and about. We the schedule's key, so we try to stay on schedule as much as possible Monday through Friday, and then Saturday's been nice. It's been a slower pace. Yeah, it's been a slower pace, and so we've gotten to slow down. And I don't know, trying to keep myself busy. So just some projects. Showed you some projects before yeah. we started streaming of just stuff like you know you walk around the house like oh, I can make that look better. I right. actually have the time to do that. So I'll just put on my mask and go to Lowe's yep. and uh, walk around, get my stuff and check out. I tell you what, they are Lowe's. Did I go to Home Depot? No, but uh, Lowe's is doing good. They actually, it's not taped. They spray, they painted with stencils different blocks of where you can be on the checkout. Oh, they yeah. They staggered yeah. everyone six feet. So like wait here and then wait here, wait here, wait here. And they've actually done a really good job. And I feel like they've done a good job making 
their customers feel safe because yeah, you walk in, I mean, there's not as many people as there would be oh, sure. in an April, but it's like, wow, there's more people here than I expected, but a lot of people were in masks and kind of weird. So I think that's, that's kind of a good segue actually. Um, talking about, I think today you and I just want to maybe just do a little catch up. Uh, this is, mm. this is behind the scenes. We don't have a scripted conversation around any particular topic of, you know, our disciplines, postures, and structures or product teams or whatever. Um, we trying to do a lot right now at Crema. And so you and I needed to catch up anyways. So mm -hmm. we thought we'd give uh, people maybe a little bit of um, a behind the scenes look at some of the things that we're working on, um, on a number of different to, to basically practice what we preach, which is that we're really trying to lean in right now. We're trying to think about how we get, um, how we get uncomfortable. Mm-hmm even more so in an situation and lean into right. um, what, what is the next version of crema going to look like? Mm -hmm. um, so there's a few things that we've been doing um, just to catch you up last, last Thursday, I think it was. Yeah. It was right before the break. Cause we took Friday off mm -hmm. um, last, last Thursday we did a, a, a live, what would they, what would they call it? Product managers, PM, live happy hour cocktail yeah. hour yeah happy cocktail there was <laughs> drinks everybody had drinks it was great um but we invited in the the local kansas city community uh, mostly looking at um people in product and technology product managers that were we just wanted to bring people together right now and say i bet the way that you're doing works a bit different and um it was cool so in leaning in like this we can talk about the mindset right which is yeah, make sure that you're trying to push things forward and that you're not getting stuck and you're kind of let, you know, getting around stuff. But then also there's just the tools, the, the, the structures and the, the, mm -hmm. the pieces that you have to use. And we were using Zoom. I know there's a whole backlash of whether or not you should use Zoom, security risks. Honestly, it's probably the most secure platform right now because they are addressing Agreed. it so yep. much. Um, but anyways, we were using Zoom and we used their breakout rooms, mm -hmm. which actually ended up really going cool. It's probably had maybe 20 ish people there. Yeah. And just to see it immediately, like um, put people in the room so you could have just conversations um, privately. Um, that was just it works cool. really well. Yeah. It works Did really you, have well. You, then, have you used the breakout room? Breakout yeah, room? I've used it once. And then you can go back to the main session and it's super easy on how to do that. I yeah. was the, um, I stayed in the main session with Brandon. And it was the, you know, it's like when you used to go to live um, networking events mm -hmm. and you have those people that stand at the door who never really get to participate in what's inside the, the event right. because they're at the door the whole time waiting to greet people that are coming in late and et cetera. And so it was like, I don't know what they're doing in there, but I bet, I bet it's fun. So, so go, <laughs> here's your name tag going in, you know? Right. Um, uh, it was weird to be just standing there talking to Brandon, having a drink and then waiting for somebody to come in. Um, but yeah, we're doing um, those webinars. We're going to be doing more of those. So that was product management. We're, our, our goal is to start dripping out more of those for each of the crafts, mm -hmm. the craft teams. So um, that's going to be, I'm not sure who's next, but um, the designers want to do one. Um, pro um, the developers are going to try to, to actually um, make their devs a live yeah. event. Oh, so cool. um, that'll be kind of neat. So you, so 
that you can kind of get behind the, the scenes of the fact that we're already doing these craft chats. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then we can bring in the, the broader community to say, hey, um, um, participate with us. Be part of a community of people that are still trying to do good work, even in the midst right. of what's going on. Right. Because, and I'm sure a lot of communities are like this. We, Kansas City does a good job of having different meetups yeah. and different, you know, yeah, cocktail or happy hours. Um, Networking events. Lots, yeah. yeah, of different organizations. And so the fact that um, that we're trying to do that, but there's a lot of other organizations in Kansas City trying to do that to maintain community, I think is a big deal. I think it'll pay dividends down the road just to make sure that people don't feel isolated. Oh, yeah. Because it'll be easy to do that. Well, and what I love about it is in our last episode, you and I talked about making kind of that list of people that, oh, maybe last episode of the episode before, making that list of people that you want to stay connected with mm-hmm. and, um, and building a community of support community around you right. during this right. time. And what's cool about this is that you may not know who you ought to be connected with or how to connect to those people and joining a happy hour or a social event or a kind of a networking event like this virtually you get to meet people that you've never met right. before. Right. Um, transparently, we have multiple agendas, right? Um, yeah. Because we're also a business. We're trying to be innovative. We do want to rally people to a safe place to get together and talk about how they're doing their best work. But also we're looking to meet people that could potentially mm-hmm. be leads for clients or referral for clients or, you know, what, et cetera. Right. But I think for us as Crema, that's the creative work we have to do right now. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because the traditional ways of marketing and um, sales, you're not you're not having coffee meetings. You're not taking someone out to lunch. Um, so you have to think differently about how you bring people together to get exposed mm-hmm. who Crema is, what we do, how we think, and why you should work with us. Yeah, I know a lot of people. Yeah, doing virtual coffees now. They're yeah. still inviting people to coffee. It's just like this, and then they each have their coffee and they get caught up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think have you, have you done that much yet? Um, I have. I've had a couple different conversations just with individuals that are both friends, but also um, they're leaders and, you know, the top people in their organization, you know, in their own right. And it was one to get caught up, but two, just like asking some questions like, how are they thinking differently? Um, Because we know that we are trying to do that, but I feel like we get so much inspiration and such a launch pad when we talk to people of multiple different industries of, Hey, what are you going to do differently now that we've been quarantined for four weeks or six weeks or eight weeks, whatever it ends up being. Um, Cause there's going to be things that people are doing now that they want to keep doing and yep. they're going to like doing. Yep. Um, there's going to be new ways that people sell their products and services online when you can't be face to face. I mean, we've been doing that forever, but, so many more companies are doing that now that probably didn't think they would have to, but now they're going to have to. And so what are the changes they're making now that may have to stay um, when yeah. people still go back to the office? So it's been really good. It's been encouraging. It's, you know, Hey, how are, how are your employees doing? How's your family doing? Um, what are you doing to stay connected to your employees? What are you doing to stay connected to your clients? Are you having to do that differently? You know, meeting etiquette has changed. <laughs> For sure. Um, you know, I think everybody enjoys the, well, not everybody. I think most people understand the goodness of when someone walks by your desk and is like, Hey, can I run this by you? Or I want to brainstorm real quick. Right. Um, how do you do that in a remote culture? You know, 
I think that's more difficult the most. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I'm an incredibly um, distracted human being (laughs) and that can be to its detriment. You know that because I've been, there's been, I think there's been some calls that especially now is I think my mind's searching for a distraction. Mm -hmm. So it finds it in like the most inner, like weird, like squirrels outside of my tree, you know, like literally the, the distracted by a squirrel thing is totally me during important meetings. But it can be really good too. Right. Right. But I think the thing for me is like, because I, I desire that little bit of distraction, that little eye contact across the room that says, Hey, let's, you want to jam on that? Like we, we you know, um, it's much harder to recreate that. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and I'm still, I'll be honest, I'm still learning how to do that. Um, Yeah. Likewise. Um, meeting scheduled meetings are easy, you know, for the most part. Yeah. 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 Um, and they still stay just as productive in my opinion, but it's the, the, you know, the quote unquote water cooler discussions. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some, some ways that I'm trying, what I'm trying to avoid is that every single meeting like that is a scheduled meeting. Yeah. Because then my calendar is completely full. I mean, there's been days where I've had eight and a half hour hours of back to back zoom calls. Right. Um, and that's just not, I mean, it's an effective day and it gets long. It gets so long. I'm not actually getting any um, productive work done. Mm-hmm. I'm, make, I'm getting decision-making work done, but not any productive work done. And for me right now, I feel like I'm in this stage where I really need to be creating. Mm-hmm. And so um, it's hard to create when you're just in meetings um, deciding. Yeah. Right. So what does that look like for you right now, George, as far as cre- you're, you feel like you need to be creating? Yeah. I, I, you know, I think you and I talked about this um, I, I have this weird guilt right now. Um, it's not guilt. I don't actually feel that guilty. I feel like I should feel guilty. <laughs> Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. That, that um, you know, this terrible thing is happening in the world. Um, a lot of people are going through really, really, really hard time. And, and it is really, really hard for us as well in, in our own way as business owners. But it's also given me this mission right now mm-hmm. to... Yeah to think entrepreneurially, to jump in and start just finding really creative ways to, to, to change things up. And to me, it's made, it's made me really love the work that I'm doing right now. Mm-hmm. Um, which it was not that I wasn't loving it before the world collapsed, Yeah, but you know what I mean? It's just like totally. giving me a mission. It's yeah. giving me a thing to go after. So what some of the creative things that I'm actually doing, I'm helping speak into these webinars. We're working on our coach services right now, really dialing those up into how we can serve people both to help them to do remote collaborative product mm-hmm. team work. Um, we're helping people. I'm starting to create a, I'm working on our framework, the mission, yep. um, you know, our, our crema framework. We have to come up with a name for it. We, we still haven't named it, but the crema framework as it stands, um, working on articulating better what that is. What are some activities to help people actually go through it? Cause we're doing it naturally. How do I think about, Oh, interesting. I might want to give you a system to walk through it yourself mm-hmm. because you may not be, be organically doing it like we are. Um, I've been shooting a lot more videos. So about twice a week, I sit down in front of the camera and try to tell a story and just um, a little bit of how I'm thinking right now. It's a lot of riffing off of what you and I have been chatting mm-hmm. about. Um, but it's also helping me to create content for a bigger, a larger narrative. Yeah. Um, and then um, 
I think some of the creative work is just stepping into those decision-making conversations. Yep. Um, so yeah, I think totally. those are my things. What about you? What, what, what's been, I mean, you, you've been kind of ops in it up over the last couple of weeks, but, um, but also well, what, what are, what are ways that you're getting innovative right now? Yeah. Um, so real quick, there's a, um, I don't know if it's a metaphor or a way of explaining things. Maybe that is a metaphor and analogy, um, of what you just said, um, of which were par- terrible, think- maybe. No. <laughs> I don't know. So there was a man walking down a road. Um, he had a coin. <laughs> he had a coin, <laughs> and then he flipped it, and he wondered to himself. Yeah. No, and there was um, a donkey <laughs> who started to speak. Um, <laughs> so Peter Singe in his book Fifth Discipline talks about creative tension, mm. and he talks about it in how does he put it in the view of vision. So you have where you're at right now. And then you have vision and between those two spots, it's almost like you picture a rubber band. So you have vision where you're going and then you have where you're at. You need that creative tension. It's almost like that startup kind of entrepreneurial uncertainty. There's obstacles to overcome. Uh There's like, I know what I need to do to get there, but it takes a lot of training and practice and it's hard, but either way that rubber band's going to snap some way. So if you want to get to your vision and you're here, you've got to use that creative tension to move you forward. However, if it's too hard, some people say, I'm going to give up by too hard. And then what happens is that vision snaps back and now you don't have any vision and you're just stuck in reality. And so Mm -hmm. I really like that. And in this moment, I feel like there's so much tension right now that we've all been thrust into regardless of whether it's business, education, you name it. I mean, there's this tension, but whatever your organization's vision is, how can you use this tension right now to get there? Um, and I think that's why those that are more startup driven, that are starters, yeah. entrepreneurial are going to thrive. Individuals that are like I, me, I've been the opposite. I feel like I've been in crisis management and I'm good in a crisis. And so this has been like, all right, here we go. I feel like I should have a board here. And I'm like, boom, 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 boom. Here we go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, so I think this type of em- environment um, is good for those individuals that are either need to put out a whole bunch of fires um, because you're thrust into it. It's like, Oh yeah, I can handle this. But it's also really good. Like you said, for the creative kind of energy moving you forward. And so, and I think that's where we've been trying to find the balance, right? You know, the balance between we got to stabilize, got to preserve the core. That's where we're putting out the fires. Mm -hmm. Then there's also, we got to look forward towards the vision and maybe figure out how to use this tension to propel us forward. And so you know, we've been thinking a lot about that. You know, you mentioned coaching services, but we've been asking that question, you know, what can we do now? What can we tweak? You know, uh-huh. what, what, yeah. How do we take the dials, you know, just tweak it a little bit to the right of, we can still do the same thing. Mm. But it's just different. It's expressed different. Yeah. So maybe let's, uh, George, unpack a, a few of those. I mean, there's a laundry list, but I think we've kind of narrowed down to, you know, two or three that we're actually really excited about. Yeah. So, some of it's just, it's just tweaking language, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, which you wouldn't think language, but no, it's a, it's a big deal. It's yeah. It's a really big deal. So for example, we, we, for the last eight to 10 years doing our kind of workflow um, with our client engagement looks like some level of a discussion or a in, um, engagement where we're strategically working with the client through a set of workshops, facilitated activities 
to help them unpack their idea or, or just help them clearly share their idea mm-hmm. um, so that we get aligned so that as we move forward to, into design and prototyping and building and architecting and releasing and supporting their products, their digital products, we, we, we're all on the same wavelength. We're all mm-hmm. on the same brainwave. And then we do things to keep that consistent throughout. The, the thing that we're pivoting in some ways, the things that, that we've tweaked transparently is instead of thinking that, about that as strategy services or like bestowing knowledge on someone mm-hmm. about the best way they should do it, we're really trying to step back and say, we really just want to come alongside you. Mm-hmm. We want to be a guide. We want to be a coach with you. We do have some things that we've done that help you to do great work. And so we want to help you to do that great work. So the coaching services for us, it is language, both internally and externally, but it's not really new um, to the core of what Crema does. Um, We've always been consulting. We've always been helping people through that, but we're trying to kind of productize it into something that we can maybe articulate a little bit better Mm -hmm. and even make it as something we can say, yes, use our coaches as someone to help you... um, build your product with us. So if Krim is going to build your product, but also maybe you have your own development team or your own design team or your own um, departments that do that. Let our coaches step in and help you to optimize those teams to help you to get unstuck and move things forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, that's one piece where we're, we're kind of tweaking on that. Other things are um, we have been doing prototyping as a tool to help people envision their ideas and move their products forward or maybe even sell their products forward for, again, the greater part of eight years, um, which really is just to say, let's design something out with design tools before you go build it with code Mm -hmm. so that you can better envision what that product might be. Mm -hmm. Um, And then test potential users, upsell it to your bosses or to your investors, et cetera. And that's pretty well known in the product world is, is again, um, uh, design prototyping. Well, we wanted to say, how do we help people earlier on to just envision purely the concept of their idea very quickly and be able to turn it around extremely fast? And so we have some incredibly fast designers. And so what Mm -hmm. we um, started to do was kind of productize this idea, what we're calling product preview, which is a little less of a full stack service of having a full product team on something where you would go and design it and then... um, test it and iterate on it and maybe workshop it in different ways. And instead it's a very kind of clear cut. Here's what I'm envisioning very simply and us turning around and saying, Oh, do you mean Mm -hmm. something like this? And almost handing them a design back. I mean, within a very short period of time, like within a couple of days. Right. So it's a very Um, rapid, here's what not it necessarily, it will look like, but it could look like, and it, and it's, it's their high fidelity and, it's a really just, it kind of goes to what um, you preach a lot. Is like a lot of people don't know until they see it. It's like, they don't really know what they like until they see it. Yeah. I think this is, I've been, I was pretty early on. I feel like as one of the guys that said, why are we doing gray boxes? Which was wireframing. Yeah. Wireframing. And I thought that was such a waste of time because I would show it to potential customers, to potential users, to stakeholders. And they were like, yeah, I guess this is a cool layout but they didn't understand. It was fine if I was communicating with a developer because mm-hmm. a developer could envision, oh, I understand that's going to be a flex box and that will work in a certain way. But a stakeholder never really got what that was. Right. We now have the tools to 
pixel perfect, almost looking designs in next to no time. And so we can do something that really helps people to envision the potential of what their product can be very quickly. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, we're leaning into things like that. Um, the coaching services, the product preview, um, we're even looking at doing some uh, functional, maybe low code, but um, framework driven um, functional prototyping. Mm -hmm. So that's when you say, okay, well, what if I could actually hold and use a real prototype of my product, which actually is um, like pre MVP, pre minimum right. viable product, like just purely conceptually going, yeah, I kind of wanted to do something like this. Can you help me to see what that might be like? Well, then we, we could use some um, kind of off-the-shelf frameworks, some, some tools, or even maybe some low-code platforms, which we haven't done much of. So don't hold us to that. We're not really a low-code shop, but um, we're exploring those things because we want to push into how do we help people to move faster, test mm -hmm. things, and innovate quicker, mm -hmm. uh, which with our enterprise clients wasn't a necessity as much over the last few years. But now if we're pivoting back into innovative, fast thinking, react, right. people that are reacting to the new world, um, startups maybe, um, mm -hmm. then you have to give them a tool that can meet them at that speed that they need to move right now. Mm -hmm. yeah. So those are just a few of the new services um, that we're exploring. Still got a lot to learn. Um, again, they're not new for us. It's just how do we productize them? How do we package them in a way that the world understands why we're doing yeah. it, what the value is to, to our audience? Yeah, I, I think... And in the, the world that we live in now, the remote, it's not enough just to have a laptop and be able to re be remote. It's a, you have to be productive as yeah. well. Yeah. And I think um, one thing that we've been able to display through um, some remote design sprints that we've facilitated as mm. well as just, yeah, good reminder, just how we work with our clients in general, because a lot of the clients that we have, some of them will make it to the meeting. Um, and others won't, not because they're not late, but just because they can't be there in person, they're calling in remote because, you know, they're a different part of the country. Yep. So we've had to work really hard to, how do we, if this is going to be a norm, which we believe it is, how do we create processes and do, uh, how do we create processes and find the best tools to be productive in this moment? And so it's, again, we are thinking, how do we facilitate consulting sessions and trainings to help clients be productive, meaning the strategy sessions in the war room, quote, you know, the war yeah. room, the whatever conference room, you know, whatever name you have there is, you know, you're used to sticky notes and the whiteboard and markers and asking questions and throwing it out. Um, sorry, call real quick, uh, throwing it out on the table real quick. Well, you can still do that remote. You can still have those really important ideation sessions remote. But yeah. companies just don't know how to do it. And so we're thinking we can help people. We can help people be as productive as they were, even though they're not in the same room and they may not be writing on the same whiteboard. And it takes, I think that what, what we found is it really takes having a, um, a really intentional experience facilitator. Mm -hmm. um, so you, what's nice about having a third party to manage those types of meetings and those types of conversations is having someone that says, I get it. I can empathize with the fact that this is uncomfortable for everybody right now. Mm -hmm. But what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to walk you through some things to get you more comfortable to kind mm -hmm. of break that ice to then open up the potential of the creative conversations, the mm -hmm. decision-making um, 
kind of protocols, if you will, and, um, and move something forward. Because I, I think when you're doing it and you think, oh, I need, I need to be this, the person that's pulling my team together to get them to all do this great work. Mm-hmm. It's really hard because you may be going, I mean, just like you and I trying to jump on this Zoom call. Right. And I'm thinking, is the live stream working? Is my stupid audio box over here buzzing? Um, will Larissa get the video, you know, video file after this? And that's a lot to do while you're also doing it. Right. But when you have a facilitator or when you have someone like Larissa who can step in and actually help us to record this while we're all doing it, um, you, you, you allow yourself the kind of mental freedom to explore mm-hmm. um, that innovative work that you really need to be focused on doing right now. Um, and I hope that's what our coaches and our facilitators can help people to do with remote design sprint workshops with a remote facilitation, help people get unstuck because mm-hmm. even more so, like if you talk to that band that you were talking about earlier, mm-hmm. they may be just like, oh, it's just, there's too many hurdles to getting a meeting set up. Right. going to work. And then, oh, by the way, how am I going to share my screen and what tools am I going to use, et cetera, et cetera. And you just say, forget it. I'm going to let go. And it comes back to, we just won't, we don't move forward. Right. And then you're stuck and you're mm-hmm. stuck in a world that looks like, you know, a pandemic. Right. Um, yeah. And you're hunkered in and it's, it's hard to work in that type of environment yeah. for that long because I think you just, you just end up, you know, you, it's like your head is doing this the whole time. I mean, you're looking at, here's a fire, here's a fire, here's a fire. And before you know it, you've gone, you've worked on a hundred different things and you haven't really accomplished anything because you just, you can't see, you can't see that far ahead. And we feel like in order to be able to still have that vision to look down the road, yeah. you need to do it with the people that you were doing it with. And so how can you, how can you make that happen? How can you use the tools that are available to you to still have those, still have those discussions that allow you to kind of like come up a little bit from the water, you know, keep your head above water. Um, It's so good to be able to have meetings where you just talk about, you know, remind people of your mission. Yeah. This is who we are. This is where we're going. Um, Let's actually just sit in that for a little bit and think strategically, you know? Yeah, Totally. I think one of the things that you and I have been really trying to, ch- is, is that exact thing is reminding people that this is our purpose. Our mm-hmm. why has not changed. Right. And I think I put out a, a video or maybe that video is going to go out soon where it was basically just that. It was like, Krima's why has not changed. We desire to use design, technology, and culture to help individuals and organizations, companies thrive. Right. Mm-hmm. That hasn't changed, but the how is and will, and maybe it'll never be the same. Right. And that to me is both exciting and scary, right? It's both those things. That's the posture I feel right now, which is both anxious a little bit and very Mm -hmm. excited about Mm -hmm. the potential of that. And, but that's not, unless you give your safe self the space to actually um, work through that, it's really difficult for teams to do. um, Right. If you're not used to that, if you're not used to thinking that way, that's a really new paradigm. It is. Yeah. And so you have to force yourself there. Yeah. You have to force yourself there. So if you are leading a team out there, I highly recommend that, I don't know, you put at least half, half of your week, if you can, into that strategic mindset of what's next. We need to look down the road. Um, Bring, bring your leadership team in, bring whomever, or bring some colleagues, some friends that are strategic that maybe work at other companies and 
start a group, but bring them into the conversation and maybe hold you even accountable to getting in that, getting in that strategic mindset. Because if you live too long and, you know, trying to put out the fires, Mm -hmm. I don't know, you're, I think it's going to be easy to miss the boat. And, you know, for me, I don't want to miss that boat. Yeah. Well, and I don't want to, I'm trying really hard to stop my language because I was saying this from saying, I wish this whole pandemic would wrap up so we could get back to the way things, get back to work, get yeah. back to the way things used yeah. to be. And there's some good things that I definitely want to go back to. No question. <laughs> yeah. There, I, there, yes, a hundred percent. Yeah. Um, that being said, I'm trying to say is I hope this thing does clear up for the health and safety of everyone in the world. No question. Mm. And for our economy. Yeah. But also on the other side of it, I'm really excited to see what the new criminal will look like mm-hmm. and not treating it like the nostalgia of going back to the way things were because yeah. it'll never be that way again. Right. Um, and I don't know how much it'll change. I don't know if it'll be a, a you know, a 180 or if it will be, you know, just a, a just a small, um, deep, my expectation won't be a massive change. We'll still use design technology and culture to, to help people thrive. But I think if more people could, could, instead of thinking, Oh, I just wish we could get back to the way things were mm-hmm. think maybe this was good for us. And this is, this is going to force us to be the next version of ourselves. That's what I'm just trying to say. I'm, I'm, I'm having to remind myself daily, multiple times a day of mm-hmm. that, that mantra right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the that's, thing that's difficult. Yeah. There's going to be some good staples that of course we keep, but there are going to be things that change. And yeah. I think it'll be easier on your people and easier on yourself. If you can start to think and talk openly about those changes now before yeah. you go back to the office. Yeah. Otherwise it'll be, it'll seem like a 180. And that's hard, right? Because it comes back to that. That might've been a water cooler conversation or something that just started to kind of organically spread through the company. And now it, it doesn't naturally happen that well. So you have to be more intentional about creating points in time to do that. So whether yep. it's your, we do an all team standing, stand up on Wednesday. So we take that time to just remind people and cheerlead them during that time of mm-hmm. here's how we're thinking. And we want you to think the same way. Right. Um, same thing with our lab Fridays. It's like, yes, we're still doing lab Fridays so we can be innovative and creative and keep learning and pushing ourselves to constantly improve, but it's going to look different than it used to. And we're going to have mm-hmm. to do it in a different way. And, um, and our outcomes might be a little bit different. Um, but we still believe in you guys and we still got, we, we still have to move this forward. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's good. That's good. What, what else, what else is on your plate right now as you're, you're thinking about maybe even the, the coming weeks, what's, what's kind of, hmm. if, you're, um, if you're thinking maybe quadrant two, yeah. not no, no longer, uh, three months out or six months out, but it's maybe two weeks out. What's, yeah. what's your Q2, your quadrant two for the next two weeks. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, you say that because we were talking about that last week of like, we may have to change our time horizon. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. it's like rather than, well, let's start planning and being strategic for the next two years. Well, I don't, who knows what that looks like. I don't know what the next two weeks are going to look like. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, I think it's, I think we're going to try to change our time horizon of what does the, the next six months look like? What does it look like to successfully navigate our way through the rest of 2020? Yep. Um, so using that as a time horizon, I think uh, key things for us is to make sure that as a leadership team, you know, we have our leadership team meeting, um, not necessarily more, uh, we might, you know, extending the time of the meeting, um, but really just diving in because I think there's going to be important topics that come up 
So this is for us, but also for anyone that's listening is that make time for just those questions. You know, mm-hmm. I, I can only imagine that someone on your team is going to be like, where do, where are we going now that this has happened? What, what's next? I think it's okay to live there for a little bit. Yeah, I don't totally. think you have to have the right answers. And so making more time. Um, so before, <laughs> Uh, all of this, uh, we were looking at what does it look like to scale Crema in the next three to five years, which is still important to us. We still want that. Um, yeah, but, goals are a little different now. <laughs> but um, the start of that may have been pushed, um, which right. is fine. So I think a lot of learning and reading too. Um, mm-hmm. We've been going through a book um, that we really enjoy called Scaling Up by the Growth Institute. And just a lot of learnings in there about what does it take to scale up as an organization at our size to go to the next size, whether that's doubling, tripling, whatever your goals are. Um, so I think getting back to that book, I haven't picked it up in a month uh, because of all that's going on. So I'm looking at it right now. So I think um, making time this week and next week to dive back in yeah. and get a steady rhythm of really assessing um, where we're at and are we ready for scale and what does that look like in 2020? Um, We were on a project before this happened as far as assessing our key processes that make us run really well and Mm. drive the business forward. Mm -hmm. And again, we put that on pause, but we're going to pick that back up again and really do a deep dive and audit into those processes of what what do they look like and how how are they changing now uh, in real time? Yep. And are those changes good and can they be permanent? And that includes maybe cutting some things out, adding some technology in to make us more efficient. So I'm looking forward to that. I think those will be some good projects to keep us moving uh, forward. But past that, I mean, there's a lot of being smart and being wise with finances right now. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, again, I think every company would say we had goals. Um, now the goal is just to manage our cash like there's no tomorrow. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, and so I think uh, just keeping a keen eye on that and investing in the right things, I think continually to invest uh, wisely in professional development yep. for our team, encouraging well, them we're to investing, learn. We're still investing pretty heavily in our marketing and growth team Yep. because um, we want to have that message to keep going out. I think that's, and I think that's an area we want to be uh, putting our dollars into is getting that message out. So yeah, for me, again, all around scale, uh, what does it look like to scale now in this world? Um, how do we adjust our timeline? And yeah. then the goals that we set this year, um, do we need to revisit? Do we need to reprioritize on different goals? So those are kind of what's in, in my bucket right now. Yeah, what minor, about you? Yeah, mine are similar. Um, Oh, and then looking at some of our new services, coaching services yeah, specifically. Yeah. So that's a lot of mine is the new service development, mm-hmm. um, which then of course has to correlate with positioning and, and um, getting those um, getting those out to people, mm-hmm. um, which is again, it's entrepreneurial. It's fun. It's exciting for me. Uh, but I have to figure out how to help the team land those and then also make sure that we're... Um, just, you know, giving a, um, a correct level of humble confidence mm-hmm. around how we're moving forward or the pace that we're moving forward with them. And, mm-hmm. you know, things just don't happen overnight. And so understanding that even though we want to launch them like three days ago, that under, you know, having empathy for the time that it takes to get these things up and out. Um, I'm still really excited to finish, um, hashing out this uh, postures, discipline structures, mm-hmm. and really sh- figuring out a way to allow company to work themselves through um, taking inventory on those things and them some um, exercises to help them to 
um, get unstuck and move through um, into the next best versions of themselves. So um, working with some other team members right now, working with you on um, what might be activities that we've years, maybe not coming up with new ones, but like collecting the best activities that we've done over the years to um, uh, put together. I don't want, I hate the word curriculum, but kind of a curriculum to help people move through what that might look like. So I'm really excited for that. Um, And that's going to take a lot of, a lot of headspace, a lot of work, a lot of headspace. It isn't, doesn't feel um, like you said, it's not a fire to put out. It's something that is more future thinking. Mm -hmm. And then, and then of course, asking the big question is like, how does that lead back to bringing people into the core services of what Crema does, which is really design and software development. Um, and so just trying to, to make sure that we're keeping those things, those things all in the right tension and all, you know, um, all in the right um, yeah. pace. I yeah. think pace is, pace is a big pace. theme for me right now. Yeah. It feels like everything should be going 150 miles per hour mm-hmm. and something should, but other things need to be paced at the, okay, cool. Right. That's just keep moving that forward. We get, taking a, a step forward. Yep. I've been riding bike a little bit more on my trainer um, down in the basement because we're not supposed to ride outside to keep everybody safe. And I, I remind myself often, it's just about keeping, just keep moving the pedals, right? Even if you have to gear down and you put your wattage, your wattage starts going way down. It doesn't mind. Yep. It's just sometimes you got to um, keep pedaling. And what you find is uh, legs get warmed up. Then it's like, okay, cool. Now I can up the tension. I can up, up the amount of power output that I can have. Mm-hmm. And I think then, then of course you put out, you exert a lot of efforts and you go, okay, I need to rest. I need to bring, but you don't stop moving. Right. The rest is not a complete halt. It's a, I just need to bring my, bring my muscles down for a second. Okay. Now let's push again. You know, so it's just creating those rhythms again, creating mm-hmm. those disciplines that um, can get me into and the, into how do we move things forward at the right pace, uh, yep. right rhythms? So. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what rhythms individuals put in place now that stay. Yeah. Yes. You know, yes. You know, whatever that may look like new routines for your morning, for your lunchtime, yep. whatever that may look like. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm curious to see how that might change different just expectations. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, absolutely. Well, um, I think this has just been good. I think this is, again, we wanted to- It was a good episode. Monday catch-up. Yeah, it's Monday. You, got, you just got to do a little got, update. <laughs> you, you know? do. Just recenter yeah. ourselves. We're we still, we still in this? We're still going to do this? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. I think another day sounds good. Keep on keeping on. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, Dan, it's always good to catch up with you. I know we'll, we'll, we're going to catch up on a thousand other things, but it's Lots fun of to times. in the public yep. eye, if you will. Right. Um, and if you guys have any questions, those that are listening in both on our live stream, um, we are not yet watching people in our live streams. We're just trying to learn how to get them working. Um, at a certain point, we probably will be doing some live stream. This is part of our innovation work soon too. Um, we're going to start doing a live stream that includes um, actually in, interacting with people a bit more. Um, so we're learning how to do that. Again, I'm not a 14-year-old gamer, so I'm not used to interacting with um, people on a live stream while I'm doing uh, something, um, as, as well as a you know, uh, video game streaming person. Um, but a couple things to make note of. If you're listening to this live right now, it is uh, the 13th? Yeah, April 13th. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a few things coming up that I'd love to put on your radar and on your calendar. Um, tomorrow, we have the first of our 
um, collaborating after COVID-19. I, I think there's, there might be some new names to that. Um, webinars. So we're going to do a series of webinars that try to introduce you to our coaches, introduce you to new ways of thinking about working. And then coming out of those webinars, if you, if you do attend one of the webinars, register to attend. So check out our website or check out our social media. If you do attend uh, one of those web workshops, uh, excuse me, webinars, then you have the opportunity to actually schedule a free 30 minutes one-on-one um, um, -on -one session with one of our coaches to maybe talk about some of the challenges that you're going through right now and, and explore ways to address that either with process, with tools, or with culture. Um, so I know the team's working really hard to pull that together. So I wanted to give that a little plug. And then the, 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 the last thing is that, like I mentioned, we're going to have the craft team start to uh, put more material out. So one of the things that's coming up soon, I think it's next, I won't put a date on it. It's next week sometime. Um, cause things are moving quickly. We're going to be doing a live, um, update for the flutter versus react debate. Um, so if you're not familiar with those two, Flutter is Google's cross-platform development um, for mobile apps, and React Native is um, Facebook's basically um, open source um, development platform for um, doing cross-platform development on web mobile as well. We mostly do React Native work. I've been doing that for a long time, but we've been dabbling in Flutter, and it has a pretty popular audience right now because it's new and it's exciting. Uh, but we wanted to give you updates on what we're finding. So we're going to do that live. Um, we're going to bring back together some people that have been on our YouTube channel before talking about that subject live next week. So um, stay tuned for that. So you do definitely follow our social on. channels. We've got a lot going on. Um, really trying to make sure you guys understand that we're really passionate about the, the crafts of design, technology, and culture. And I want to help you guys to do that better. And let's be honest, if we can help, we're here to do it. Mm. Um, that's what why Krim exists. Um, uh, I think that's it. I think that's all I have for today's podcast. Dan, you got anything else? I don't. It's been good. And I hope that, you know, yeah, I think it's going to take a lot of courage to continue to move forward. And so right. I guess my hope uh, and prayer for anyone that's, that's listening out there is just, just take that, just lean into it. Yeah. Um, and it's really hard and it can be kind of scary, but ask yourself, what are the three things I can do tomorrow? to move mm -hmm. my company, my mm -hmm. team forward. That's good. Just think of, yeah. What are those top three things each day, a little bit forward, small, small step, small step. Yep. Keep those, keep those, uh, those pedals moving. Mm -hmm. Um, well, thank you guys as always for listening to our podcast. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe on any of the podcast platforms you listen to. If you're watching us live, thank you for watching us live. Um, we'll continue to do these off and on, uh, live. But uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel. This is going out right now on the Crema channel, but we also have an option five podcast channel, and that's where all of the final videos actually get uploaded and posted. So subscribe to both of those: the option five podcast channel and the Crema channel. Um, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. That's usually where we post. And then, um, if you are subscribed, um, you can subscribe on iTunes, uh, Spotify, Quickcast other podcasting platforms all the podcasting we're, we're everywhere and if you would though pretty please go and give us a little bit of a rating on um, itunes a five-star rating would be huge because that gets us um, exposure to itunes promoting us a little bit more it's kind of like asking you to smash the like button on youtube which you should right now on this video and um, basically just give us some feedback, give us some love so that we can um, spread the word about what we're trying to do here at Crema and um, the work that we're trying to bring to the world. So 
Uh, I think that's it. I think that's all I have. Yeah. Yeah, that's all I have. We'll see you guys. Uh, we'll see you guys next time. See ya. Bye, Dan. Bye. My name is Aubrey Illig, and I'm a product designer at Crema. My role requires me to execute the holistic design process a product needs to go through in order to become a meaningful experience. Some days I'm working on information architecture and user interface design, and others I'll be testing my products as a UX designer or enhancing the user's experience through interaction design. Depending on which designer hat I'm wearing, I could spend my days working with our clients, collaborating with our designers and strategists, planning out the project's needs with the product managers, or working with our developers to turn my designs into a reality. This is why I love working at Crema. Each product in each day provides a new opportunity to be challenged and collaborate with our one-of-a-kind team in the pursuit of solving real problems for real people. Option 5 is a podcast by Crema, a digital project agency that creates web and mobile apps for disruptive companies and industry leaders. We believe that design, technology, and culture can help create a world where individuals and companies thrive. Learn more at crema.us. Thank you.